What's up, everybody? I am Ryan McNichols, host of Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. I am joined by my co-host, Rich Hauk, and our producer, Mike Coyle. We are talking everything Dynasty and season-long fantasy football. We dig through all the numbers so that you don't have to. What's up, everybody? Today is Monday, October 10th. I am Ryan McNichols. I am joined by my co-host, Rich Hauk. What's up, guys? And our producer, Mike Coyle. How's it going? We are finishing up. We are currently watching Monday Night Football. We are going to bring you the Week 5 recap as Week 5 brings to a close. I guess we'll start with some of the breaking news from out of today. Uh, Matt Rule was fired as Carolina Panthers head coach. We'll get into more what that means fantasy-wise going forward. How's everybody's fantasy teams doing this weekend? Um, looks Fine. like I'm going to be 2-1 and one got across one my one. three leagues. Probably got 1-1 one one this week. So. Um... Unless Clyde Edwards-Alaire gets involved in this offense, I'm looking like I'm going to go 0-4 this week, so it's been a fun week. Yeah, no, I mean, there's, it's pretty, it would be pretty unlikely that Clyde doesn't get 9 more or 8 more points. I feel like it's only the second quarter. There's 2.5 minutes left in the second quarter, so. There's a lot of time. The way yeah, this offense is though. So. Yeah, no, you're right. But also, all it takes is that one, one touchdown. Touch that's true. One more catch okay. touchdown. That's I mean, true. It's not, it's not a lot. So. If he uh, was but, maybe, what, yeah. five inches taller, he probably scores his, that his touchdown. His butt lands on the yeah. line mm-hmm. instead of there. But, yeah, all right. yeah I, I remain undefeated in, in my other league, though, so that's okay. There so. we go. That's all that matters. Yeah. All right. So we'll start off then with what happened on Thursday Night Football, if we want to call that a football game. I don't know. There there was two teams on the field. There was uh, 60 minutes officiated by referees. Yeah, it was but actually so bad that you didn't actually put the Broncos score up here at the top. Uh, they lost. So. Yeah. <laughs> that was 12-9. Uh, to 9. Yeah. Um, what a game, man. Yeah. So, big takeaways from the game. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor didn't play. He looks like he should be back next week. Uh, the rest of the Broncos players disappointed. Michael Pittman, 10.9. Alec Pierce, a night surprise, 16.1. I doubt anybody started him in a redraft in Dynasty. Uh, if you're like me, you guys have a deeper league and you need him, you threw him in there, and so that was a nice surprise out of definitely, Alec uh, Pierce. Yeah. But, definitely something to keep an eye on. You can get him most likely in a lot of redraft leagues, so I would. Yeah. I would. He's looked. He's passed the eye test. Hey, he's gotten better every week. Yeah. So Emerging as that wide receiver, too, there, so yeah. stock's up for him in redraft and Dynasty. Big news is Russell Wilson apparently has a tear in his lat, so uh, his shoulder. He's got a tear in his shoulder. That's apparently he suffered in the Las Vegas Raiders game. So we talked about this before. We had seen Matthew Berry on his show. I think it's the Fantasy Football Happy Hour or one of those shows. He had come out and said early Friday morning that don't be surprised if something comes out about Russell Wilson playing through some sort of injury. And then a few hours later, we got a news report about Russell Wilson playing through some sort of injury. I don't know, Rich, what's your take on that whole situation there? Uh, I thought that was funny. I think Matthew Berry nailed it. Damage controlled by the Broncos and Russell Wilson. What it yeah. seems like. Yeah, it could be. Yep. All of a sudden he got hurt back in yep. the previous week. I know he hurt. was on the injury report like a little bit, but like. Yes, oh. I mean, he so much that on, they, this is, he's playing this poorly. So much that he can't see KJ Hamler wide open. Yeah. It, it, it hurt his eyes, I wonder. Yeah, your shoulder injury doesn't hurt your vision. <laughs> yeah, right? so. come on. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. And so, again, just he was playing poorly before he even hurt in the Las Vegas game, as they claim, so keep that in mind going forward. So I think what this does as far as the fantasy players goes there, 
Uh, Cortland Sutton seems to be the the leader at wide receiver he's at the, the moment. Only viable player. <laughs> he's the only viable player. And he's probably a flex play wide receiver three territory. Cortland Sutton. It's just it's not even the uh, pass catcher's like, fault at this yeah, point. He's Jay. a wide receiver too, at least. He's yeah. I don't know about that. He is. He is. It's not even a matter of Sutton. It's a matter of the wide receivers that are out there. He's wide receiver eleven. He's wide receiver number eleven in PPR. He's a wide receiver two. <laughs> that's no, he's a wide receiver one. If we're going by yeah. our standard seven, yeah, by yeah, yeah twelve, yeah. top twelve. I get, I see all you meant saying top top. top uh, I just felt like he hadn't been putting up like that. I guess yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. the twelve and yeah. eleven point. He doesn't really have any, uh, any pop off games. He's just been consistent. Yeah. No, exactly. but I guess it's because the two weeks I played him, he put up twelve and eleven he points. He took what? That's just yeah. about. That's what I mean. It's like I didn't play him. The two weeks that I saw him in fantasy, so I only saw those two down games. His five games, he's got eleven point two, nineteen point seven, seventeen point seven, sixteen point two, twelve point four. He's just in the teens. Yeah. 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 So he's a wide receiver too. Yeah. With so wide receiver one upside. upside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, so he's the only viable player there. Jerry uh, G stinks. Then we know that now. Quarterback <laughs> 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 stinks. Um, he had a couple bad drops. He yeah, did. He has been having some bad drops. He's mm-hmm. had a couple of bad drops this season. I will give you that. Yeah, no, the raw situation's not helping, obviously. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's a. Uh, that situation, yeah, you no. were wondering how it was going to shake out all year. Uh, well, I guess we'll, we still got a lot of time to go. So, I was going to say, that, and the only reason I'm dismissing it is because the target share is not insanely off balance. Unless you, it, when you look at it on a whole for the season, it's going to look off balance. But Jerry Judy didn't play a majority of two games. Mm-hmm. The two games combined weren't even a full snap yeah. count for one yeah. game. So mm-hmm. when they're on there, the target share is a lot closer than people make it seem. But Jerry Judy's having trouble with drops. I'm not starting him in the redraft league where I have him. I'm only starting him in Dynasty because I don't have a lot of other choice with DeAndre Swift and Jonathan Taylor being hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a deeper league, so I'll take 8.3 points in a league where you're starting six wide receivers. But, yeah, Corlin Sutton for a redraft you want. Jerry Judy is not a play. You keep him on your bench for now. Hopefully this offense will get it together at some point. But you're going to be one of those things where you're going to need to see it before you get Jerry Judy. Absolutely. In your starting lineup. Sure. Yeah. And then, I think what do we do about the running backs? Obviously, Javante Williams going away thought it would be Melvin Gordon's job. They've signed Latavius Murray. It seemed like they were using a lot of Mike Boone. Could this be Latavius Murray as the lead back here in a few in a week or two? I think it's a backfield you want nothing to do with. Yeah. There you go. It's just a bunch of roster grenades. So yeah, he picks someone yeah, up. Yeah. They might start him. He's probably not going to produce. I mean, and I'm just really mentioning because Melvin's off. Because like, yeah. Melvin Gordon was like an, a zero RB target, a guy that like you know if you went heavy wide receiver early on, people would target him, saying he's you know at least viable as an RB two slash flex play. And then if something happens to Javante Williams, he would step into a bigger role, and it just doesn't seem like that's going to happen. If, so I think that if you have him, you're hoping. Yeah, right? we don't know if that's the case. Yeah, I think it's a little early to tell what's going on there, but I mean, Derek Carr is sacked, and it looks like he fumbled. Sack fumble? Yeah, Chiefs had that. dude recovered as he sacked it? It went into his chest. Wow. He landed on top of the board into his chest. That's a great play. That was an interception, actually. Is that a fumble or an interception? That's a great question. I guess it counts as a strip sack fumble because he swipes it out of his hand into his own stomach. They gave the ball to the Raiders. Oh, my God. What? And how did they get a first down? Is there a penalty? There had to have been. We missed something on that play. Ooh, Andy Reid's made. Uh, big red is big mad. So, so all right. 
So that's it for the Colts versus Broncos. I think for now you're still going to roll with Michael Pittman. Alec Pierce has a bench stash. Wait to kind of see how this plays out yeah. for a little bit. But moving on to we're just wrapping it up because we jumped off. We are getting the bye week season. We got to keep that in mind. Uh, Do we know know how many teams are on a bye this week? I know Detroit's on a bye this week. Do we know who else? No, we need to get Houston, I believe. Houston's on a bye. That's great for my dynasty team. Uh, Let's see here. Week six is Lions, Texans, Raiders, and Titans. Raiders and Titans. Okay. So we got four teams on a bye. I don't know. I'd still be nervous about starting Alec Pierce this week. Who are they playing to? I think they're playing a team that uh, this could be another clunker of a game going on where I just don't know that there's... They're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. This could be another 12-9 to game, so... <laughs> yeah, I take it back. <laughs> it's not this week. So, again, stash Alec Pierce. Maybe he'll be more... If he does, goes off again this week, then I'd feel better about having him in there in my lineup. But moving on to the next game, New York Giants versus Green Bay Packers. This was the London game, 9.30 a.m. game. I hope everybody set their lineup sometime. Not that there was anybody drastically missing out of this game. It wasn't like the Kamara situation last week. No. no. That crushed people. Yeah. The Giants the Giants managed to win this game, 27-22. to 22. Oh, my God. Um... I'm just amazed the Giants keep winning games. I don't know how they pulled that out. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers just can't generate offense when they need to. So, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has to get over this whole thing with only wanting to use the veteran players because they're just washed at this point, and he really needs to embrace the rookies. Christian Watson got hurt in this game and left early on, so he wasn't involved. Saquon Barkley continues to be one of the best running backs in fantasy football, 19.6 points. He's a RB1 going forward, and I stumbled over my words there. Darius Slayton had 13.9 points. I'm not buying this. Essentially, you know, somebody had to catch passes. I imagine some of these other guys will be back soon. I'm not trusting any fantasy player on the New York Giants besides yeah, Saquon Barkley. Dynasty players, you got to feel good about Daniel Bellinger if you have him. Yep. Yes, Daniel Bellinger young if you're tight in end. Dynasty. Yeah, young tight yeah. end. Is, he's showing some promise. Yeah, I, I mean, I think out of these two teams, I mean, feel good about Bellinger. Obviously, Dobbs didn't have a great game, but no. yeah, he's yeah. been performing pretty well for his ADP in uh, in in uh, Dynasty. It seems like um, Alan know, Lazar uh, is operating as the wide receiver one. He's only got thirteen point five points in that role, yeah. though. So AJ Dillon continues to disappoint. Um, Aaron Jones a bit too. Yeah, Outside of that, like thirty point game or, or high twenties, I forget exactly yeah. who it was. He had the two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He hasn't but, really done too much. And it's yeah. crazy because they've been uh, run heavier. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I was just gonna say both of these teams. Uh, not both of these teams. But teams are prepared. The the it's it's just disappointing they, week for both uh, for I mean fantasy wise for a good amount of players. They they need yeah. a guy to step up, to open up that offense, consistently be able to win on the outside mm-hmm. and down the field. Yeah. Uh, I, I, maybe not a good amount of players, but I was just like, you know, he's Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, like, combined for, what, 13 and a half points. That's just like, yeah. That's know. what Alan Lazard got. <laughs> so, I don't know if we really have too much more to say about that Yeah, one. no, Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers still disappointing. Mm-hmm. Like, this might be his best finish with 16.8 points, and that's, you know, what, a quarterback too? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, you can – it's crazy to say, but it seems like you can kind of avoid the Packers offense. If you drafted Aaron Jones, you might have to still start him. 
And I say that, like, all the other major actors are always like, you, you know, if you draft this guy, you have to start him. It's like, at this point, when they're finishing as wide receiver 25, I realistically don't. I probably yeah. do have another running back somewhere on my bench that I have that I can start over him, so. Yeah. But, um, yeah, let's move into the uh, Pats-Lions uh, game here. So this was a very surprising game for me. The Detroit Lions, who had been the number one offense so far throughout the season, lose 29 to nothing. Awesome. Way to go, Detroit Lions. Way to ruin the parlays that I had you in. The, Jet, the Jets Jared did their Cuff job and beat the Dolphins. Jets did their job and beat the Dolphins. And the Lions couldn't beat the banged-up Patriots, who lost more and more players as the game went on. Uh, anyway. So, Bailey Zappi's operating at quarterback for the New England Patriots. Rich, I know you've got some things to say about that. Yeah, man, Bailey Zappi. Mac Jones better watch out. Uh-huh. He's on alert. Yeah, I will. He, he should be. Keeps fighting like this. Yeah. He, yeah. He looked good. We're a seventh-round rookie. Yep. Stepping into his first game, actually. I mean, last week, he didn't get, he wasn't prepared to start. This is his first week. He had preparation as a starter. Uh-huh. He looked pretty good. Yeah. Wasn't even the starter last week, right? It's he exciting. He Brian Warrior got, got hurt. That's what I'm saying. He stepped in. He was thrust into action. Yeah. He wasn't necessarily prepared for a full workload. This week, or last week previously, he was, was his full week working as a QB1, getting the yeah. reps, getting in that role. It's and certainly exciting if you're yeah. a Patriots fan. Um, I mean, how long does this excitement last? Who knows? But Is it exciting, or, is it, or are you I, worried? I'm like, worried. Do you, do you want I'm the seventh rounder to beat out? I mean, ultimately, you oh, want, yeah. want the guy to be the best quarterback, I, I guess best quarterback as a, possible. As a, if you're a Pats fan. That's going to be a rough situation. Yeah. yeah, That's going to be for the yeah. front office. For everybody else, it's yeah. not fun. Um, I guess one of the other uh, exciting players to probably talk about uh, this week would be uh, I had at least down Ramondre Stevenson yeah. just because obviously you know Damian Harris I, I guess he got hurt um, I missed a lot of the games but uh, what what was his injury Damian Harris had a hamstring injury we're not sure exactly how long he's going to be so the situation in this game was the Patriots only had two running backs active on game day Damian Harris or Ramondre Stevenson so obviously when Harris went down they had no choice but to give every snap to Stevenson. There is the possibility that moving forward, there's another running back. Uh, no, there will be another right. running back active if Harris is out, so he probably won't get as much of the target share. That being said, is it I Pierre don't know Strong's who... music? Is that Pierre Strong coming down? <laughs> Maybe. So, Ramondre Stevenson will probably be operating as the primary back there, even if they do activate somebody else. Because, again, at this point, I don't even know who that would be. Like you said, maybe Pierre Strong, who was a rookie running back that was taken on day three, I think. Yep. So. The, the the way so I mean like obviously Ramondre is twenty four, uh, how many he's got one year in the league right now, um, late or what older rookie then yeah older rookie, um, but I mean he, over the last three weeks he's got twenty points twelve points and then this this past week he had nineteen and a half yeah you're starting him over I AJ mean, Dillon and Aaron he's Jones he's starting to come yeah, into his own I think so um, as like an RB two. So yeah, I mean, now he gets the uh, full. Yeah, that's yeah. with Damian Harris being there. Those first yeah. games, like they yeah. still putting up serviceable numbers, and now, yeah, he gets the backfield to himself, presumably. Right, and I mean, not like not saying like right, I was saying. We so there's going to be another twenty back, but like, train. Yeah, I, I I think it's taking off here. I think this is going <laughs> to be the Andre train. I said it's oh, taking I mean, off. I don't I think, think it's a hot take. The I think it's going to take a cold take, but. So we'll keep an eye on this. We'll see how injured Damian Harris is, whether or not he, you know, comes in and plays at any, or you know, practices at all this week. But if not, Ramondre Stevenson should be a top 15 running back this upcoming week. Aside from that, on the flip side of the football, 
DeAndre Swift didn't play. He was hurt. Amon Ross St. Plown played, even though he probably shouldn't have. He was ineffective, 5.8 fantasy points. Josh Reynolds was their leading wide receiver again with 15.2. Again, he's getting a lot because DeAndre Swift, Amon Ross St. Brown are banged up and out of there. So they're about to go into their bye. When they come out of it, those guys should be healthy. So I don't know that Josh Reynolds will be useful to you in week eight when they or week seven when they're next available. So yeah. Yeah. Disappointing day from Hawkinson, too. 1.6 yeah. points. Yeah. Coming Just off the 39-point week last week. Yeah. You know, tough week. Tough down, week. I guess. Yeah, tough week. And then surprisingly as well, Greg Reynolds got a lot of work despite, you know, Jamal Williams being there and operating essentially as the guy last week. But again, that's with DeAndre Swift down. And the lines just I don't the lines just fell apart in this game. Zero points scored, zero touch or I'm sorry, zero yeah, zero point zero touchdowns, zero field goals, zero anything. So Yep. Hopefully they bounce back after the bye when they're healthier. Next game we've got is the Minnesota Vikings versus the Chicago Bears. Justin Jefferson's had a nice couple bounce back games here after being shut down for two weeks earlier in the season. He's got thirty, almost thirty and a half points this week. Adam Thielen a little bit more disappointment, six point seven. Dalvin Cook plays through a shoulder injury, gets twenty six point one points. <laughs> I think that was his best game of the season. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't so know being over that. Um, and then on the other side, I guess, what do we have? <laughs> Not guess, much on the other side. The most interesting thing out of this game is, I guess, probably uh, Khalil Herbert and Dave Montgomery, what you really do with those guys now. Monty's back. He's back. They look good. Uh-huh. He's productive. I mean, it's back to the backup role for Herbert. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, Back to being a handcuff. Uh, yeah. He's a handcuff. I don't know. Yeah. I think the whole Herbert thing taking over his job seems to be more of a fantasy analyst thing than like an actual, this is what the Bears want to do thing. You know what I mean? Because right. every time Montgomery is healthy and active, he's the guy. Yeah. He's getting like 75% of the work whenever he's healthy and active and playing. Right. And it's just, I hear everybody else talking about, you know, they want Khalil Herbert too, and I just, it, I don't if, see it. And then. If they did, then they won't resign him when his contract Yeah, starts. exactly. So, so Khalil, Khalil Herbert season. Khalil Herbert's got more upside in Dynasty and hopefully this team will be better next year too so he's got more upside in Dynasty than David Montgomery he's in the final year of his contract and I, I don't think he'll re-sign with the Bears I don't know where he goes so you know if you this is probably an opportunity to, uh, in the next couple weeks to sell high on Montgomery and uh, target Khalil Herbert not necessarily both those moves if you have them like I'm not saying trade Montgomery for Herbert but if you like, you don't have either of those, or if you have Montgomery, you want to try to get rid of him while he's you know riding high this season, get some you know future picks for him in Dynasty or something, and then Cleo Herbert, somebody you could probably target on the low right now because he's nothing more than a handcuff, but he could emerge as the guy there next year for them with Montgomery gone. Yeah, Herbert, they, they could end up picking a guy. Yeah, that's the risk you got to take with draft picks. Herbert's yeah, a nice that's why he's a buy low. You buy yeah. him now. Yeah, could be a good target for a rebuilder. Yep, exactly. Um, but yeah, I guess let's move on from that game there. Um, over to uh, the Jets versus the, the Dolphins. Woo! Go Jets! <laughs> they hit the parlay for me. I, I All right, so. didn't write anything down for this one. <laughs> okay, so the important part of this game is that Teddy Bridgewater got hurt early on. He suffered a concussion. Seventh round rookie draft pick Skylar Thompson came in to play quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Unsurprisingly, they lost to the Jets 40-17. to Brees Hall did the heavy lifting for the Jets in this game, 27.7 points. At this point, at this point, Brees Hall has taken over the wide or the running back one role for the Jets. He, so he takes the role over. He has the workload, but somehow Michael Carter keeps sniping his touchdowns. He keeps snaking them. Two of them this week. Yeah, uh, as someone who has DeAndre Swift, I'm all familiar too. with this. So. Uh. 
Yeah, one of the six. Brees Hall fought really hard to get down to like the one yard line on this one play. He's got a dude. He's carrying around his waist. He's got another dude wrapped around his ankles. He's trying to twist past, and he lands on the one yard line. And then you know instead. Instead of, you know, just slowing down a little bit, let him catch his breath, come out there. No, they just decided we're going to bring Michael Carter and let him get the touchdown. Because, you know, you clearly bring in the smaller running back at the one-yard line to run it up the middle and into the end zone. But, unfortunate, despite having two touchdowns taken, he still outscored him, though. So, Brees Hall, 27.7 versus Michael Carter, 17.3. 197 total yards. Yeah, so, Brees Hall, again, RB1 on that team. Uh, he should be a top 15 running back moving forward. I would start him over guys like Aaron Jones, even probably Najee Harris at this point. Yeah, it's looking that way. So Michael Carter is a little riskier. Again, if he doesn't get those two touchdowns, he has five points. So a uh, much riskier play. Tyler Conklin, who was operating as their tight end one, had zero points. This was C.J. Uzama coming back from injury. So, unfortunately, I'm just mentioning because Tyler Conklin was a streaming tight end people have been using, specifically me. Tyreek Hill had 13 points this game. He was targeted heavily by Skylar Thompson. I'm sorry, I was drawing a blank on his name there for a second once he came in. Jalen Waddle, another dud with 5.3 points. It until Tua Tagovailoa comes back, Tyreek Hill is the wide receiver you're playing in this game, and I would expect more wide receiver two role than a wide receiver one. And Jalen Waddle could probably be left on your bench at this at until Tua comes back to quarterback. And it's not anything to do with Waddle. I mean, he's been banged up, but this is his second game in a row where he's had fewer than six fantasy points. Yeah, I don't know if I'm in. That's concerning. Yeah, Tua, yeah. Tua, uh, Tua it, comes back. Yeah, it is. Uh, he, yeah, we absolutely. buying into uh, Raheem Mostert. Yeah, Chase uh, Edmonds is dead um, on this team. He's yeah. dead. He, he's he's getting no work. He's not to be trusted. Uh, they clearly don't like him. How long um, do we have with Mostert? How long you know, do we have this it's season? a shame to say it. No, because he, <laughs> um, every he year, it, yeah, every year he gets banged up. I don't even like Chase Edmonds if Mostert gets hurt. Like, no, it's not even a matter of liking Chase yeah. Edmonds. It's a matter of I don't know how much I like Mostert or how, right. for how, how long, long. How long does it yeah. last? Yeah. Like, like, I feel like he's one of those guys so you where just, you just don't want to. If you have him, you ride the wave. If you have him, you ride the wave. If you don't have him, he's not even worth acquiring. I don't think. No, not at yeah. all. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hands off. I'm, I'm done with this backfield completely. Yeah. Um, but yeah. All right, so let's jump over then. We've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Atlanta Falcons. Buccaneers pull this out 21-15. They shouldn't have. They should not have pulled this game out. The Falcons got robbed. There was a completely BS roughing the quarterback penalty that was called. If you don't know what we're talking about, just Google roughing the passer Falcons Bucks game, and you'll see it was complete Tom, crap. Tom Brady got a uh, Tom Brady call. It, yeah, yeah. It, it shouldn't even have been a Tom Brady call. Like, I mean, my God. That's what, yeah. So I saw that the the, re- the ref put out an explanation on why it was. I didn't. I don't even, care. I didn't even look at it. Did it just say because it was Tom Brady? That's all I needed. Like, he went into a full thing. It was a whole like paragraph. He's a liar about, about how he protect the players. He's a liar. Something I didn't look at it. He's an absolute liar. liar. All right, let's not get derailed here too much. Let's not get derailed by the refs here. I'm gonna put a compilation <laughs> you know of Hitch Jalen Hurts has taken at the end of plays that didn't get a flag, and then the, a compilation of hits that Tom Brady gets at the end of plays that somehow managed to draw a flag. And I'm gonna call BS on the ref. Yeah, but anyway, high scorer of the game, Leonard Fournette, with almost 36 points. Uh, but I guess what is uh, kind of interesting that we're talking about was uh, Rashad White's usage uh, going up in this offense. Hey, to get more involved. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's uh, definitely something to monitor on the dynasty front. Um, I mean, we'll have to see. But I guess really, the I keep I've brought this up a couple times with you, Rick, uh, and you're gonna keep saying who's gonna be playing quarterback there next year is the biggest concern. But I mean, with you know Tom Brady's situation, we don't know how long he's gonna play. So at this point, I mean, if the rumors are true, <laughs> they're you know they're getting divorced. What's his point to quit at this point? Like, like what's his reason? I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, that's one, that was that's a tough one to speculate on. I mean, I don't know if I want to say Tom Brady is going to quit football because <laughs> <laughs> he just it feels like he'll never quit football. I'll, I'll spite you for that. <laughs> so just a quick edit to the notes: Rashad White had seventeen or seven point two points this week, not fourteen point six. Gotcha. Uh, it's a well, typo yeah. on my part. I okay, apologize. Well, either way, um, I think the point still stood was that. Uh, he was starting to get more involved in the offense anyway. Just under 40% snap count in the past two games. So, yeah, like you said, it's becoming more of a yeah. split there. So, he could be somebody to target. Um, in redraft, I'm not using him, but in dynasties yeah. where you target him, yeah. you know. Kate Iden coming with the breakout. He's going to be about a tight end one there. The wide receiver is disappointing for the Bucks. Only 12 points for Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, unfortunately. That's still, I mean, you'd still take that. That's yeah. better than the zero you got from T. Higgins. Brighter but. days are ahead. And then on the flip side of that, the running back situation in the Falcons seems to have gone in the tank with Cordero Patterson gone. I don't know if you can trust starting Tyler Algier or Caleb Huntley. They had decent weeks last week with like 10 points apiece, and then they both had, you know, bad weeks or bad points this week and Avery Williams had 10.1 points so Drake London only seven and a half points this week we're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers it's a tougher defense he still got close to a 30 percent target share in that offense so you know unless you have some I'd still be starting Drake London because of his target share unless you happen to have you know three other wide receivers that you don't even have to think about it starting over him but you could do worse than having Drake London as your flex or third wide receiver out there Kyle Pitts didn't play due to injury. Hopefully Kyle Pitts will be back. Kyle Pitts is probably on your bench, though, at this point. Facts. Yep. And he is on the bench, yeah. He was on the bench because he was hurt. This is a funny yeah. story. We'll get, yeah. Actually, I'll, I'll save it till we get to the game. Yeah. But was the game? No, nah, the next the game of the guy who I used. Okay. The Kyle gotcha. I got, I, yeah, we talked about this that game day. So... The next game was the Houston Texans versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. This was another clunker of a game here. 13-6, to Houston Texans pull out a dub. Doug Peterson hit a wall. Don't know what was going on. Another disappointing game from Brandon Cooks. Nico Collins outperforms him yet again for fantasy with 10.5 points. Big story, though, Damian Pierce, 20.3 points. His role in the offense has gone up every week. He's got an insane amount of volume uh, as far as percentage-wise for both running back carries and running back targets. Dude, this is a real deal. The train left the stage, I hope he got on. I think it, we might be at that time to where we stop saying RB2. Oh, yeah, he's RB1. He's an RB1. That workload is RB1 workload. It's RB1 workload. He is the man in Houston. He is that offense. It's super fun. Yeah. yeah, it's super fun to be. Uh, if you if you have them, it's super fun to watch that. <laughs> but uh, if you're playing against some stuff, but that's by far the most fun part about the Texans. Uh, On the flip side of that, the running back situation for the Jacksonville Jaguars seems to be trending towards Travis Etienne. His role is also increasing in the offense each week. Fourteen point four points this week to James Robinson's five point nine. What is your opinion on the running back situation there, Rich? Start sweating if you're a game yeah. owner. Yeah. 
It's time to start wearing. It's time to the heat's getting turned up. You had a, you had a fun five weeks. Yeah, yeah, the heat's turning up. I should say four weeks. Yo, sell him. <laughs> I'm about to. Etn time. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence disappointing again, 10.34 points, and to coincide with that, Christian Kirk, 2.1. He had a really tough time this week. It seemed like he had a couple drops as well, unless I'm, you know, just think it crazy, or if you want to call him contested catches that he just couldn't fully uh, reel in. He's just, you know. So, unfortunately with Christian Kirk, he's I think he's going back onto the bench until I see this offense get right again. He's had, you know, some two down weeks in a row that have cost me some matchups, and you probably have another wide receiver you could start over him. It coincided with Trevor Lawrence's bad weeks, too. So, like, is it is Kirk, I know you said he may have had some drops. Is it so much on Kirk, or is it quarterback play? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't get to see the game this week. Yeah, it's hard to tell. They're playing the Houston Texans, so I mean, if you're struggling against the Houston Texans defense, you know, even if they're middle of the pack, that means you know most weeks you're going to end up struggling against. If you struggle against middle of the pack, that means everybody above the middle of the pack you'll struggle against. I don't know. Again, I I think I'm putting him on bench until I see him get right. Is where I'm at with Christian yeah. Kirk. Yeah. And then finally, we'll move on to what I believe is the highest scoring game of the week, if I'm not mistaken. That would be the New Orleans Saints versus the Seattle Seahawks, 39-32. James Winston didn't play in this game again. Go figure. It takes some time to heal a broken vertebrae in your back. Andy Dalton, 13, almost 14 points in this game. Not particularly effective. Pretty much carried by... Uh, three players in this game, Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave, and your guy, Rich, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, man. Fired him up at tight end this week. So I, Kyle, I mentioned it earlier, with Kyle Pitts being out, I needed to make a pivot. I pivoted to Logan Thomas. Sunday morning, he gets rolled out. At this point, I'm looking at my waiver wire, and it's very barren. And I'm like, you know what? It's Taysom time. Pick him up, start him, fire him up. Rewarded with four total touchdowns and 34 Unbelievable, points. dude. Hey man, yeah, yeah. Respect yourself for that one. That was a, that was a, you know, genius level maneuver. Five, like, five It wasn't because I thought he was gonna have like a great, like a great game or anything. Yeah, I had no idea this else. was coming. Yeah. It's because he's been one of my favorite players, one of my favorite football players in the league. Uh-huh. He does it all. You guys have heard me go on about him for, for seasons at this point. Yeah, he does it all. Mm-hmm. You need him to tackle somebody, attack him, so tackle you. Yeah. You know, to make a run up the middle, he run up the middle. Uh-huh. Catch a pass, catch a pass. You throw a pass, we'll throw a pass. He's a real lunch pal guy. Yeah. Well, what more do you need? And we'll stop. We'll spend enough time with Taysom. That's all I can talk about <laughs> him all, all day. Yeah, we know. Just to update everybody real quick, Chiefs Raiders is out of halftime. Chiefs got the ball at the half. It's 20-10 to 10 Raiders at the moment. 14-30 left in the third quarter. Anyway, just bringing it back because we're doing it during the thing. So... Other than that, Alvin Kamara, 23.4 points. Again, that was probably his best game of the season, kind of like Dalvin Cook. He'd been disappointing previously, playing through a shoulder injury. They got the device on him. He seems to play well with that device on him. Why Why doesn't he just always wear the device, Rich? Feels like he should at this point. Is there something about this device that he can't wear it every week or something? I just I, I feel like he's best with the device on. He should just stay with, leave the device. <laughs> And then Chris Olave, 15.4 points. He caught a touchdown pass. He also got knocked out on that catch as well. You could see the, you know, when he initially got hit, you clearly saw that he, you saw that blank stare in his eyes where he was just kind of gone. His hands did that. Uh, what's the what's that called again? Fencing? Fencing response? Possibly. I don't know. I think usually that happens when you get knocked out. I didn't say it. It might be yeah. something else. Man, that first that reaction when they showed after he went down, when he, he he was out and then he woke up and he was looking like he he was confused he was yeah. it looked like he wasn't sure where he was at yeah 
we, we all saw it. So he got up. He gave a sign to indicate to everybody he was okay, but it was a weird sign. He put both of his hands up. And instead of, like, putting, like, victory signs up or something like that or a thumbs up, he had his two index fingers, like, half up. And Clyde! Clyde just caught, like, uh, a 10-yard catch. very involved in this half. <laughs> so, um... Chris Olave, keep an update on. He's got to work his way, obviously, through the NFL's concussion protocol in order to be able to play. If he is available, he should be a lineup lock. He's, again, just getting an insane target share. He's double-digit points every week at this point. You're starting Chris Olave. On the flip side of that, Starter Smith showed up again, 24 points, even though they lost the game. But, I mean, Geno Smith is looking like what we thought Russell Wilson was going to look like when we were told he was going to Denver to cook. So... He left his utensils in uh, in Seattle, and yeah, Gino picked so. him up and said, "Watch this." Yep. And also, Gino's been uh, one of the best interview uh, <laughs> players all year. Um, I'm pretty sure he had another. He did. Interview. I can't remember what the yeah. quote was this week, but yeah. it was good. Uh, someone, uh, the one guy, questioned whether he was surprised or not how well he was performing, <laughs> and he was like, "You su- no, I'm not surprised. You surprised?" <laughs> it's like because you haven't watched me throw. <laughs> Damn, that's what it was. <laughs> So, biggest. Yeah. <laughs> kind of cocky. <laughs> Swagger Smith. So, yeah, Swagger Smith. No yeah. more. It's not Starter Smith. It's Swagger Smith. Yeah. It's Clyde Clyde's got in the head of the football. In the back of the head with a pass. Yeah. That was, that was a game right there, too. He was, he was gone. That might have been your, your fantasy that win was there. That your fantasy right? one right there. Darn. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad I wasn't. I'm, I don't oh, want to watch oh, it. Oh, oh man. <laughs> he just didn't get around him. He, oh. he was looking. He oh. looked at him and then looked away. Yeah, he what didn't see he it. I think it was probably just out of his vision. It oh, probably just. Man. Yeah. And now he's on the sideline. Oh. oh, man. So, biggest story from the St. Seattle game, though, Rashad Penny broke. He suffered a broken fibula. He is likely out for the remainder of the season. Kenneth Means Walker. it is Kenneth Walker's time. He had 14.8 points when he came in. He took over most of the role. DJ Dallas, who'd been operating as their pass catching back, didn't have as uh, large a role as we might have expected originally. So Kenneth Walker, you know, he should already be on everybody's benches. If he's not, you need to go pick him up. And Shaw Penny goes on IR. Tyler Lockett is wide receiver. What on the season, Mike? Seven. Number seven PPR. So insane. Yeah. So you're starting Tyler Lockett. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, he's a. If you're not, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, block. So DK Metcalf, seven, uh, 17.8 points in this game as well. At the moment, it seems like you can start both DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Do we know what Metcalf is on the season? Uh, I can definitely check. All right, will you look at that for us? I got a lot better. I got a lot better searching it uh, in the past couple of weeks. I think Heard. somewhere in the 20s. Noah Fant and Will Disley were both involved in this game, number so you 20. can't. Number, number 20. 20. Yeah. So there you go. So you can start DK Metcalf I mean, and this, Tyler Lockett. These are also not counting Monday night games yet. And right, as they play okay, out, as right, they play but out. still, right. That's I, I believe the sleeper up is only through five weeks. Yeah, sometimes it, it updates on. I don't know. It's kind of weird. but okay. But even it's with that, so Devonte Adams is probably already ahead of him. Yeah. I don't imagine anyone Adams on the Chiefs. MVS. There you go. So he's already ahead of him. So he yeah. can't move any higher. Yeah. I don't imagine any of the Chiefs wide receivers are jumping him with their, their performance this week. Uh-oh. MVS is popping. We're about off. to have a. Who's gonna get the ball on the goal line here? And you're not starting. Uh, you're not starting any of the tight ends for the Seahawks because they keep involving multiple ones, so you can't trust yeah, any of them. Is it? You don't know. So it's Geno Smith, Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Kenneth Walker going forward. Those are the guys you're starting from and the Seahawks. Insane. What is a surprisingly good offense? Yes. 
Out of the time, yeah, let me check. This was very unexpected from the uh, from the Seahawks offense, man. I think if we go back, I don't, I don't have those numbers. I don't have that sheet with me. But if we went back to our um, our preseason predictions, I don't think we were nearly high enough on the, on the Seahawks. No, no, we were yeah. expecting Gino. I don't think anybody was. So. All right, well, that's going to do it for the first half of the slate of games that we have. We are going to come back with a second episode. Any final thoughts about any of the games that we talked about, anything that we missed? Jameis Winston might be back soon. We're not sure. We're going to need an update on that. But any final thoughts on anything that we talked about in the early slate? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, hold on. Yeah, no, I did want to say um, how I, I wanted to ask you guys before we wrapped up on that game. Uh, Kenneth Walker redraft, what percentage of fab, if he's available, are you putting on him? Starting running back for the rest of the season on a what is currently a high-scoring offense. 80, 85. 80, 85. Yeah, so my $31 out of $100 bid is not going to get it done? I would probably raise that up raise a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I'd be, be, you want them, don't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Someone else might raise yeah. up if you don't. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I'd be good with spending a, a majority of the good spot right now. At though. this point, I mean... Depending on your situation, yeah, I mean, that, that plays out. a factor too. Yeah. Should be five and out unless something crazy happens here, but we'll yeah. see. Anyway, and what was your final thought you wanted to wrap up with, or that was just that on the oh um, yeah I forgot yeah that quickly got, got distracted. Um, I spent uh, the past couple of weeks crapping on Justin Fields. He actually looked a little bit better this week. I just want to give him a shout out. Okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> All right, we're gonna wrap up on that. Until next time, you can follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Oddballs. We are also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you get your audio podcasts. Until next time, I'm Ryan McNichols. Watch out. Like oil. Later. See you guys.